to the Two Goals Ghouls Podcast, Episode 1. Can't even say ghouls. Um, I feel like an idiot. (laughs) 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 I was trying to get all excited about it, but I feel like an idiot now. But anyway, we're just going to jump into it. So this is Brenna. She's my best friend of 15 years. I feel like we've been saying 15 years for 15 years now. I don't know how long we've been best friends. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely is hard to describe because I've known you since I was eight. Yeah. So that would be 14 years, I guess. Oh, wow. Hasn't even been 15 years. Yeah. (laughs) And I've been saying 15 years. Well, that's because you always thought I was two years older than I am anyway. And so that is true. That is true. But yeah, we met when we were doing a homeschool play. We both grew up together pretty much. And then we had not a falling out, but we were not super close at one point in our lives. And then after we each had our other friends, our different groups, our different people. Um, And then I think we were also just doing a lot of growing up on our own, going to like college, all that sort of fun stuff. And then I think we reconnected. Um, what like six years ago now I guess so yeah whenever the whenever Joey and I first started dating so five or six years we've been pretty close Um, yeah like very close and then yeah a big reason why we were not super close is because we were like two different ages I think we're two years apart right yes Yes. (laughs) like see I can't even remember because a lot of times I'll say like Brenna are you sure you're not 22 yet and she's like Katie I've been like like I remember one time you were like I'm 19 and I'm like I thought you were like 21. <laughs> like, so now I'm 22. <laughs> yes, finally. But yeah, so we we've been two years apart, and you know when you're growing up, that that age difference does make a difference. I think a lot in like social circles when you're that young. But yeah. Oh, good. Samantha's going to be in the waiting room. So I'm very, very, very excited that we are having a guest. Her name's Samantha. She's my cousin. Uh, she's going to be sharing some of her crazy crazy ass stories with us um but i guess i'll go ahead and jump into the disclaimers brenna and i are going to read those to you guys but let me see if i have anything else i want to point out so this entire podcast is going to be about really anything um i guess you know anything that involves paranormal experiences real life experiences with different people things that you've um had happen to you near-death experiences really anything that involves pure fear. I really just want it to be all on one platform so you guys can listen to one episode and get your daily dose of terror and spook. Um, That was my intention for the podcast. And thankfully, Brenna joined in. I'm so excited that she's with me. Um, We're going to go ahead and read the uh, the disclaimer of this show because I just want it to be out there. I want you guys to know um, that this is kind of the way that we're going to roll. So if descriptive, supposedly true stories centering around gory, real-life topics, paranormal encounters, and or anything extremely descriptive, true narratives involving uh, murders, sexual interactions, mental health, anything violent, or potentially cruel in nature, we suggest that you get the fuck out. This podcast is not for you, and you have been warned. Now let's jump into the episode. Brenna is going to start us off with a story that she has found. I have not read it in detail, but she did give me an overview. But let's hear it. Yes, yes. So this I found off of a subreddit 
subreddit called Mr. Nightmare. And it was a post by at zero two days was taken or two day Tuesday was taken. Yeah. Interesting name. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so here's how the story goes. He starts off by saying, I will be using fake names for my friends in this story, just not to give away too much information. Um, But it goes like this. I was out with my friends, Austin, his brother, Connor, and Jake. We had all walked to a local sky zone, like one of those trampoline places, uh, since we wanted to hang out and have some fun. We were all around the ages of 16 and 17 at the time, so being out late was never a problem to our parents. We were there for a solid two hours messing around, doing flips, um, and they left when the place was closed. So at this point, that was around 9 p.m. And then he said that they all wanted to continue hanging out even after they left. So they decided to walk back to Austin and Connor's parents' place. Um, The walk itself was about 15 minutes, but they knew a shortcut cut through the park that turned the walk into 10 minutes. Um, So they decided to cut through it. Uh, And then they say, for reference, this park is pretty big. There's a big football field along with baseball fields, which are surrounded by trees on all sides. Uh, But if you cut through the tree line to the left of everything, it takes you to this hill and close by is a parking lot. So he says, to get to the house, uh, we'd always cut through the woods to get to the parking lot, which would spit us out at the road that leads right to their place. Uh, since we were dumb teenagers at the time, we were all smoking pot together and Austin had brought his bowl. Uh, Jake suggested we just light up in the woods for a bit. So that way we wouldn't have to worry about anyone seeing us. We started dropping our bags. And when Austin started to unzip his bag, uh, we heard a crackling in the leaves close by. Uh, this is a public park, but it was completely dark out at this point. No one went there at night. Um, And so we look in the direction of the noise, uh, which was where we had to go. This made a few of us really paranoid uh, since we didn't want to get caught. So we decided to keep walking and just smoke when we got back. After another minute of walking, we started to see a clearing ahead. Right then, though, we heard the noise again, but this time a lot closer. It It was a definite footstep and we could all easily tell at this point. If I'm being completely honest, though, we weren't afraid. We were all sort of in sports, definitely strong for our age. Uh, We figured if someone's sketchy, uh, that they had strength in numbers, basically, uh, which was true. Uh, But then as Jake stopped or but just then Jake stopped and gasped. Uh, He pointed to one of the trees not so far from the clearing. And since there weren't any clouds that night, the moon gave off more than enough light to see what he was really looking at. Uh, There was a man's face peering out from behind the tree watching them. Uh, This was definitely weird, but we were teenagers. So instead of doing literally anything smart, uh, we started shouting at the person and taunting them. The person just kept watching us, but eventually we just started walking again, but further from the person. Uh, We made it to the hill with no problems at all, but then we heard the footsteps again. We knew it was the guy, but he was still in the woods and we no longer were, so we felt a lot safer altogether. Uh, Connor turned around and started taunting the guy again, but this time something was different. 
there was something else showing off from behind the tree other than his face. It was his arm, and in in his arm was a massive kitchen knife. We all spotted it since the reflect the reflection in the moonlight hit it right there. Um, and without a hesitation, they sprinted towards the parking lot. Um, I lost my spot. Okay. Uh, we, they said they got there out of breath, uh, but their road lamps then, so they felt safer. So they stopped to like regroup their breath, their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... But it didn't last long since now they saw the madman fully on top of the hill where they just were holding the knife and pointing it at them. Oh, my God. Uh, So, again, they sprinted all the way this time back to Austin's house. And once they got inside, they locked everything. They agreed to spend the rest of the night there out of fear. Nothing ended up happening for the rest of the night, uh, but they still talk about it to this day. And they reflect back on it and said uh, if they had actually went through with smoking, who knows what would happen differently. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, my God. The fact that he was like standing there and like pointing it at them like he was about, I don't know. That's just really fucking scary. Like my thought is like, was this man already in the woods when they got know. into was the woods? Just, like, decided to just like show up in the woods and was like, oh boy, I really hope someone shows up so I can just fucking kill him or something. Or maybe. Right. Or was he there for like, um, or was he there for an ulterior motive? Like, did he have some other plans that night or that night to do with the knife? You know, like, or maybe like they walked up on his property or something without knowing it. And it's, you know how people are out in like the backwoods. People are potentially, but they said they were in a public park. So I feel like even if someone's property was pretty close to a public park, they wouldn't necessarily be as threatening because most of the time the kids coming through were just that kids maybe he just thought like he would get lucky and see someone that he could kill or something i don't know that's fucking yeah and he followed them like out of the woods and into the clearing i think the fact that these stories are true is what's really that's what always wigs me out about these stories i'm like oh yeah like that sounds like a nice story and then i'm like oh it's true though like it happened you know supposedly that's what yeah Um, all right. So I was going to jump into my story next. Um, I had a bunch of files, but I'm going to put that on hold for now because I want Samantha to jump in. She's got some stuff she has to do tonight. So I was going to let her jump in. So let me admit her to the chat. Mind you, we only have 40 minutes for some reason. So it might cut us off, but that's okay. Cause I'll just pause it and then redo it. Hello, Samantha. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Ooh, your sound is like chef's kiss. <laughs> Is my video on? No. If you go down to the left-hand corner, you see a video camera. You might have to press it. Oh, yeah. Ooh la la. Hello. Oh, I love it. All right, Samantha. I love it. Samantha. Hi. I haven't seen it since the wedding. Yeah, I know. It's been so long. (laughs) She's had another baby. Everything's been like, life's been happening. Yes. Um, Yes. All right. Well, I don't want to like keep you. I know that you said you had to run because, uh, you know, I don't want yeah. to like he has to stretch it out. So um, I want you to just jump right in and tell everyone what you were going to what you texted okay. me. And I've heard this during okay. the disclaimer. I know <laughs> I'm listening again because 
the shit that Samantha has seen is fucking crazy. Literally the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. And this story actually used to be like really traumatizing to me. And I actually just had something really weird happen to me while I was getting ready. Lovely. And I feel like every, every time I tell this story, shit starts happening in my house, around me. It never fails. Never. Mm-mm-mm. I've heard that. Um, People say that when you talk. It, it never fails. Every <laughs> single time. So I'm kind of like on edge, actually. I just have this like weird feeling because this story is like really traumatizing. <laughs> you know, if you ever feel like you need to stop, just stop because I oh, don't know if you do something. It's good. I'll just have to like cleanse the house afterwards or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this story actually happened probably 10 years ago now. So, um, I had a friend, a girlfriend, and I'd been friends with her for a really long time. And she started dating one of the guys in the friend group. So like we were all best friends and then they started dating and she lives in a condo by herself. Um, She had roommates at one point, but then, you know, like the roommates moved out. And so she had an extra bedroom and I think he was like staying there. Um, several times a week at least, but wasn't like technically living there. But um, their relationship started to get pretty like toxic really fast once he started staying there more often. And she used to on the weekends have like little get togethers at her condo and then the group of friends would come over, whatever. And there was um, the first time that anything like happened, it was regular get together at her house. Everybody's kind of drinking, having a good time or whatever. And I go into her hallway bathroom and I walk into the bathroom and in between the toilet and the shower tub is this like thing poking its head out from behind the toilet. And at this point, it's probably like this big, you know, like the size of like a chihuahua, maybe like small. And I'm like, there is no way that I'm not drunk, that I'm like hallucinating. So I was just like, I don't know what the fuck that was, but I'm just going to like turn around and walk out. And I just brushed it off and I didn't think about it anymore. I was just like, I don't even want to think about it because I feel like I'm crazy. Because you did like describe what it looked like. It just looked like a small chihuahua. Well, like when it, when it's, it like stuck its head out from behind the toilet and it kind of looked like a humanoid type face, just like really small and like smiling. But like, I don't know if you've ever heard that like one Reddit story. It's like Jeff the killer or whatever. And there was like Uh this picture and it's like the mouth is like really, yeah, Yeah. it was like the mouth was like that. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to turn around and walk out. And was it at like toilet seat level then? No, it was like really short. It was like below the toilet seat. So it's like, here's the toilet seat. And it's like on the ground, like crouching under. Yeah. And like poking its head out from behind the toilet. Mm. And then, so a couple months later, they, um, these two friends that I had, they're still in a relationship and things are really bad. She is texting me on a regular basis, just telling me about how things are are Mm -hmm. really bad. And none of us in the friend group could understand why they were constantly fighting, Mm -hmm. why they were like getting into such terrible and like heated arguments. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And um, my cat is trying to (laughs) get off my lap. Um, 
none of us could understand that because before they got into a relationship, before he started staying there, we were all best friends. We had known each other for several years. Like everything was great until he started staying there. Mm. So a couple of months goes by after I see this thing behind the toilet and she's having this like smaller than normal gets together at her house. In total, it was only about five people. It was my two friends that were in a relationship, another couple and me. (laughs) And the other couple, they were fighting too. There was like secrets coming out about like drug usage and like heavy drug usage that the girlfriend wasn't aware of. And so they were fighting. And then the guy friend of mine in the relationship with the girl, I guess he got angry because my girlfriend was talking to the other girl about how like these lies weren't okay or whatever. And he just lost it. I mean, like blew up. His eyes looked like black. And I I had never seen him be so angry. I had never seen him become physical with Um, anyone, not just like in a relationship, like with anyone. He had never been physical. But when he snapped, he like took her by her shirt and pushed her all the way down the hallway up up to like the the wall at the end of the hallway and had her by her throat at the end of the hallway. And she was like on her tippy toes like this, like being like choked and everybody's just like, what the hell is going on? And for some reason, I'm the only one that was like, what the fuck, dude, you can't do this. And I'm trying to pull him off of her. Mind you, this guy is really petite, really skinny And it felt like he had like superhuman strength. I was struggling to get him off of her. The other two, the other couple, none of them helped me get her (laughs) off. I mean, get him off of her. And so finally, when I was able to pull him off of her, there was two bedrooms. The one at the, all the way at the end was her bedroom. And the one at the um, more beginning of the hallway was like the spare bedroom where a roommate would normally stay. So I like took him by his collar. I opened the door and I threw him in there. And I told the other guy that was there, I was like, you go in there with him and you don't let him out. Lock the door, barricade the door. I don't care what you have to do. Don't let him out of this room period. (laughs) So my friend is obviously hysterical. And so we go into her room. I lock the door and I'm going to take a sip of my drink. Don't worry. Well, while you're taking a sip, I want to like clarify, you think that the way he was acting was like non-human. You think it might've been influenced by. I think that their toxic relationship was feeding this thing that I encountered. Mm -hmm. And I think that that thing had a very heavy influence on the way that he acted that night. And I just got goosebumps just like, Oh my gosh. Crazy. I mean, just the way that his face looked and how much of a struggle it was to pull him off of her. It was like, he was, possessed like within a second it was like something entered him and it he was just full of rage and I had known him prior to this happening I had to have known him for at least five years and I'd never ever seen him be that angry about anything put his hands on anyone so there was just no way in my head that that was like him huh Obviously, I'm not making excuses for the way that he acted that night because yeah, it's still absolutely. you, but it was just so strange. Mm. So 
We went into her bedroom. She's hysterical. We locked the door. I was like, listen, if you want me to push your dresser in front of your door, I will barricade us in here. I do not care. That night also, I was not planning on drinking because I had to drive home. I remember specifically, I had cosmetology school the next morning and I, my mom was like, you better be home or leave by 10. I was like, okay, well, there, that's not enough time for me to get there at 830 and have a drink and then sober up enough to be able to drive home. Yeah. So I kind of had to like call my mom and tell her what had happened and, you know, ask her if I could spend the night. I was an adult, but still, you know, like I was living with my parents. So my mom's like, yes, that's fine. Because my friend was just like begging me to stay. She was terrified. And I can't, I can't imagine because he wouldn't look me in my eye. Like I was seeing his face from the side and it was like, he was looking through her soul and his eyes just looked so dark. And it was like, he was looking right through her. It looked like he wanted to kill her. Like if you just saw somebody go into a blind rage and is ready to like murder someone, like they snapped. That's the way that he was looking at her. Mm. She was just absolutely terrified. And I was just like, yeah, I'll spend the night with you, whatever. Mm. And I I just told her I have to leave really early in the morning because I have school. Yeah. So we lock the door. We turn off the lights. She gets into the bed. And in her bedroom, it was like if her bed was facing a wall that had like a entertainment center with a TV and a cable box. And behind the headboard was a window with blinds. And then in the corner, the right corner of the room, she had a walk-in closet. And if you walk through the closet, there was a bathroom. And so she always left the light on in her bathroom so that some of it would come through the closet and into the room so it wouldn't be pitch black at night. Also, this friend, she does not believe in anything paranormal whatsoever, and she still does not know that this happened. She was, I I wouldn't tell her this story because she wouldn't believe me. I did tell a couple of close friends in the group and they were just like, yo, what the fuck? And they did say that they had been feeling like weird stuff in her house, but I never did tell the friend this. So she lays down in the bed and she like almost immediately knocks out probably because she's just like exhausted from all of the crying and so much emotion going on that she just like immediately knocked out. So I'm just kind of laying there. I'm laying on my back kind of staring at the ceiling, whatever. And then, so I go to like turn on my side instead of laying on my back and I'm like completely paralyzed. I cannot move. I can't turn over. I can't move my fingers. I can't move my toes. I can't lift my arms. I can't like wiggle my legs, nothing. I'm like stuck. So then my heart is pounding out of my chest. I'm trying to scream. And literally the only thing that I could do was move my eyes, like shift my eyes and change where I'm looking at. So (laughs) as soon as I realize that I'm like frozen, I'm like paralyzed. I look over to where the little bit of light is coming out of the closet from the bathroom. And I see that same thing coming out of the closet end of the bed. And this thing, I'm literally getting goosebumps just because I just remember how terrified I was Mm. in the situation when it happened. Mm. And I've never seen anything like this in my life. I've never even seen like anything online of people like talking about things that look like this or what this could have been. I have no idea, Mm. but 
this thing was the same thing that I saw in the bathroom. But instead of it being like the size of a little chihuahua, this thing was huge. And it was on all fours. Uh-huh. But it didn't, it didn't look like a dog. It, it didn't look like a dog. That's just the only way that I can explain it. And if it would have stood up, it would have been over six feet tall. Jesus. I mean, this thing was huge. It was almost oh like the the front hands were like really long arms and normal fingers, but the back legs were shaped like how dogs' legs are. Ugh, oh, was- God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so when you were like laying in bed, obviously, like if you were stuck on your back, like you would, your face would be like up. So like on all fours, it had to be tall enough to where you could see it by looking to the side. Right. Mm, mm, mm. And mm-hmm. so this, and like, I remember being able to see like all of the bumps of each vertebrae in its spine. And it was like, the skin was like gray. There was no fur on it or anything. It was like gray skin that almost looked slimy. That big Jeff the Killer smile, but with like really big, disgusting teeth, drooling, and giant black sunken in eyes. Oh, my God. And this thing, it, it sat there all night long, staring at me, laughing at me. And Shit, dude. there was a cable box on the entertainment center in front of the bed. And I could see the time on the cable box and I'm watching the minutes pass. Oh I'm watching the hours pass. We probably went to bed around like two o'clock in the morning because of all of that drama. And so I'm just like watching the minutes tick by and, you know, every once in a while I'm trying to struggle. I'm trying to get up. I'm trying to like knock my body out of whatever this paralyzation is and I can't. And every time that I'm like struggling, I don't know if it could feel that I was doing that because it would laugh more at me. It was like snickering and like drool coming down its face. It was the most terrifying thing that I've ever seen in my life. And that. I don't know anything of like stories that people have told, things that you can find online, old like folklore, whatever. I don't know what that thing was. Yeah. And I've never seen anything like it since then. Yeah. And I was terrified that it was going to try and attack me. Um, but it never did. I guess it was just like thought I was it was funny like me being tortured I do remember that there would be like a couple of times where it would like lunge at me like almost like oh my god oh my god and so I'm watching the time tick by on the cable box clock and finally the sun starts coming up and so let's little bit of light is coming through the blinds behind the bed so behind the headboard and when the light starts coming in, it slowly just starts to fade away. It never like turned around and walked back to the closet. It just slowly started to fade away. And by the time that there was enough light that came into the room, it was gone. And when it was fully gone, I like jumped up out of the bed. I gasped for air and I hopped up out of the bed. I grabbed my purse. I put my shoes on. I did not talk to my friend. I didn't wake her up. I literally ran out of that house. Wow. I was in so much pain. 
for days, days, because it felt like my body was trying to fight to get out of that like paralyzation. And like my muscles were just so sore, every part of my whole body. And it was like, I, I felt fine. I didn't feel like anything was following me. I didn't feel like anything was watching me. As soon as I got out of that condo door, I did not go back over to that condo until about seven years later. Mm. And even after that, I only went back there three times and those people were were not together anymore and everything was fine. Wow. Yeah. it, It was terrible. And I came home and I told my mom about it and she said, yeah, I, I saw something like that when I was in college and I never saw something like that again. I, Jesus Christ. It was the most terrifying thing that has ever happened to me. That's honestly like the most horrifying depiction of anything I've ever heard in my life. And that's why yeah, I, I, I honestly feel like I'm not even describing it scary enough because like, I don't know how to describe something that's like, you've never seen anything yeah. like that before. Yeah. Yeah. I had chills like running down like my legs and my arms like the entire time you're talking about it because I was just picturing it and like I have always been afraid of something like that happening to me like sleep paralysis and like being awake and like seeing stuff while you're awake but I right. never imagined something like that happening and lasting all night long because I can tell you just like sitting at work not doing anything the day feels like forever so I cannot imagine laying in bed not being able to move with the creature like that standing by you yeah like and your that. heart's pumping out of your chest the yeah. entire time you feel like you're gonna have a heart attack yeah. and the thing is is that like I never fell asleep that night my friend fell asleep immediately I laid down for 15 minutes and I never even closed my eyes so like I've had sleep paralysis one specific time that I can think about. And I I think I've had another one that I can't really remember, but there is one specific time where I know it was sleep paralysis. I knew that I was asleep. I couldn't open my eyes. I was hearing things, hearing people talk, whatever. And then when I finally was able to get up, I like hopped up out of the bed, whatever. But like, I never fell asleep that night. So how Mm -hmm. is that like sleep paralysis? It's just something that I cannot explain. God. And I think it's also interesting that like the size like grew like almost as if like, like you were saying before, like it was feeding off of that relationship and the negativity and it was feeding off of him and like his explosion that just happened and all of the emotion that was in the room in the house like that night. Like that's just so crazy to me. Right. That's, I mean, that's really the only way that I can make sense of how something went from so small to so big. And I know that their relationship was just like super toxic and they were fighting all of the time and he was staying over there. So that's really the only way that I could make sense of it. It is interesting. I do have a question. Um, So you said your, your mom, was it said she saw something like that as well? Was it like a similar situation where it was like a really emotional, like turmoil kind of like happenstance? No, the, the, she never really went into a bunch of detail about the situation because my mom is like super badass. Nothing scares her. I've tried my whole childhood to like scare her, jump scare her, sneak up on her. She's seen some shit. It does not scare her. So she told me that, uh, you know, when I told her the story and I described what this thing looked like, she said, oh, yeah, I saw something like that in college. I walked into the laundry room in college and it was between the washers. And I turned around and I walked out. 
and I never oh saw it again. Like, <laughs> Jesus, mom. Okay. Look. She's just like, she was like, all right, maybe I shouldn't be here. So like, did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. She's oh, no well, like, that's, that's also kind of interesting, though, because, like, in, in like, college, there's, like, a lot of emotions, like, going on so it Definitely. could be like just something that like feeds off of like high strung like anger and everything like that right yeah I I don't know I wish I had like some way to like look up something to see if I could put like a, a name to whatever it was that I saw but it does remind me of something that I have. I'm I'm very Reddit friendly. I like to jump on there and scare the shit out of myself. Skinwalker <laughs> is what really yeah. have you read about those? I have done I like extensive research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've done some research about those types of things. I don't like saying their names because it just freaks me out. And I don't want oh, to like be like, hey, come over here, because I definitely don't want that. I have thought about that. Although the only thing with that is like normally those things are like found in the woods. Yeah. And as far as I know, they're more so like to lure, they like to lure people to right. them. Right. About being inside of it. I've never personally heard a story about one of them like being inside of someone's house. I've heard stories about them being outside of people's homes that like live in the woods, like knocking on windows, doing mm-hmm. noises to try and lure people out. But I I don't know. And, and this this thing that you described seemed to latch on to the energy there instead yeah. of like trying to yeah. bring people out. It was kind of like the opposite. Like it was drawn to it. Exactly. That's why like my mind has to go to like some sort of like demon or something That's or just thought. like some yeah. sort of like negative energy that's sucking the life out of everybody around it. That's what it's feeding off of. Yeah. And, and possibly like creating the conflict to feed off of it itself. Right. right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if that I thing agree. wasn't there, their their relationship wouldn't have been so, you know, hostile and stuff. I don't know. It's so fucking crazy, though. I, I'm so glad you came on to tell that story because I'm yeah. I somebody else needed to hear that. No, I do I, like, and the, maybe, um, maybe someone out there that's listening will be like, "Oh my fucking god!" Someone else. I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. Saying. You never know. Put it out. There. I need somebody to tell me that they've seen something like that before because. Yeah. Yeah, I feel very alone in that. And oh. nobody that had, none of my friends that had ever been in that house, you know, we used to go over there every weekend. She was mm-hmm. the only one of our friends that lived alone. So it was like, we're always going over there on the weekends together. Nobody ever said anything about seeing nothing like that. Mm-hmm. No, nothing. That's so I guess it's just me. Mm. Well, now, I do hope that like, if anyone ever does listen to this podcast, whether it's like your story, they hear someone else's story a story off of reddit they ever relate to anything on this podcast like i would love them to share their story as well because just like the more the more we get onto it it, like the better better well and like the personal experiences really it it hits harder than you know honestly like reading like on no sleep on, on reddit can be pretty terrifying but hearing it come straight from somebody's mouth is that's the real deal yeah i agree yeah well, we have Especially like coming from someone who's experienced so many. Yes. Things. Yeah. Which I've never seen anything like that. I just, I'm glad you haven't. <laughs> you and someone else that I know has seen some shit that I literally, I don't think I could even like concoct in my brain. And I'm like, that shit is so utterly terrifying. It, yeah. Yeah. I do have one final point. You said at the beginning, like before you started telling your story, that something else happened 
like just a second ago, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. While I was getting ready, <laughs> huh. um, I was just like putting my makeup on um, in the bathroom after I got out of the shower, and I had pulled everything that I needed out and set it on the counter like normal girl thing. And so I did my eye makeup. Then I I normally like mi- mix moisturizer in with my foundation just because I have dry skin, and so I like put a couple pumps of moisturizer on the back of my hand. I go to grab my foundation. It's not there. So then I'm scrambling. I'm going through everything. I'm like looking under like flossers. I'm looking behind their toothbrushes. I'm looking everywhere on the counter, even though I know that I had just pulled this foundation out and set it right there. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm not wearing foundation tonight. So I just put powder on. I close the compact of the powder, go to set it on the counter and there's the foundation. Right oh my god <laughs> wow i've heard that wow. so much too yeah, like, that's a common one you'll hear time. a lot yeah. with like hauntings and like paranormal it's just like you know you put something in one specific location and then like it's not there and then like weeks or whatever like however many time later like it just it's shows just back up <laughs> right where you left it yeah yeah that happens to me all the time We hope you're enjoying this week's episode of Two Ghouls so far. Your listenership is the sole reason we're able to do this. If you're enjoying today's episode, we hope you'll follow the link in my Instagram account at hello.spooky and support our podcast for as little as 99 cents a month. Any amount helps to better this podcast, really get this show off the ground, and it provides us financial means to bring you, the listener, even better content each week. Thanks so much for your listenership and patronage. that I did not do in real time. (laughs) That was very interesting. I'm so glad you came on to talk about that. And you are welcome to stay for as long as you want or can. I prefer for you to stick around. I want you to be here. I'm going to try. We got lots of shit to get into. I want to hear some stories. I want to I want to hear something that's not about like me terrifying myself. Well, (laughs) we came to the wrong place. (laughs) So I went ahead and compiled some of my, so I have like videos, I have stories and Samantha, what do you want to hear first? Videos or stories? Hi Kitty. Is it a jump scare? No. No. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I'll do the video then. Okay. Okay. Let me jump down a little bit here. Okay. So. I was jumping around on TikTok a little bit and I love, I love when people compile Reddit stories into one account. I'm like, yes, I love you. That way I don't have to like search for anything. I can just look Mm -hmm. on the account and there's this one on TikTok called, uh, Reddit unsolved. Very spooky. They have a lot of shit on there that I just absolutely love. But someone asked, what is the scariest sound or video on the internet or something like that it was like scariest sound and um 
let me go ahead and read it for you. It was like something like, so doctors have apparently confirmed that this video that we're about to listen to is as real as it gets. It's exactly what schizophrenia sounds like to people that suffer with it. Yeah. So um, apologizing. This is a trigger warning for anybody that might be bothered by this. It is very disturbing. I've already listened to it. All the stuff that I'm going to show you guys, I've pre-listened to. I know how scary it can be. Um, I have. Yeah, I think if if somebody has like um, anything of that sort, this can be really triggering Um, for hallucinations. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I play video games like that. Oh, it's 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 horrifying. It it really it made me upset when I was first listening to it. So yeah, I'm very intrigued because like I could very interesting. So I could never imagine. So. It was awful, but it has been confirmed by doctors that are, you know, that deal with mental health. They said this is pretty much exactly what it's like. Oh, boy. Yeah. I have, like, really high-quality headphones on. I'm oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, they say, they, I don't know if I'm ready either. They say, like, specifically to listen to it with headphones. I'm going to share my screen oh my so that you guys can see what I'm listening to. Let's see. I'm actually pretty nervous. <laughs> yeah, this is a really freaky video. Um, I'm only going to show like a teeny tiny bit. I don't want to show the whole video, but it was posted like 11 years ago. All right. Let's see. I'm surprised this is something that's been around for 11 years, honestly. Right? There, I feel like there was such like a stigma around stuff like that. Is that not the craziest shit you have ever heard? That honestly, I was scared at first. That honestly just made me feel really terrible for people that go through. I was about to say that someone in the comments of that video was like, Can you actually imagine? hearing that day in and day out that is someone's mental illness so how do you function i don't even know oh my gosh it's so yeah i get really aggravated when people are like oh my god like i'm so schizophrenic like i'm hearing things i'm like you don't fucking get it you stupid like stop it (laughs) mental health is so important so honestly i feel like i'm i don't want to say that i feel like i'm like showcasing that because I want it to be known that I'm very sensitive to mental health topics, but like, yeah, that video is so important. I think it's good that we have it, but yeah, I just wanted yeah. to say that's apparently like has been confirmed by doctors that deal with schizophrenic patients. It that is, that's like what they do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, uh-huh. That makes me feel terrible for people. And imagine how terrifying that is for the person that's going through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to stop screen sharing for just a second.
Uh, let's see, let me go back. All right, so this next video that I'm gonna show you guys, um, I'm gonna explain what's happening in the video so that way when you watch it, you kind of get it. It is very um, upsetting. I don't know if you guys read the next video, but it's a diver dying and he records his own death without meaning. <gasps> Oh yeah. And what's the most awful portion of this video is that you can hear when he finally realizes what's going on. His voice starts to kind of like, you can hear him like not gasping for air, but you can hear him like yelling into his, I forget. I'm, I'm like, like mask. I'm fucking scuba diver certified. And I don't even know what the, yeah, the mask thing. You can hear <laughs> him like breathing and trying to gasp for air and like talk to someone, but he just keeps falling farther and further mm. down into the depth. Oh of my God. I don't know how they managed to get his camera. Or his that? Did you hear that? I did hear that. What? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I told I'm you. recording this, so you best. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't know. It came from over there. So, I mean, like, yeah. What did you, what did, did it you knock not? something over? I don't know. I didn't. I have no idea. And see, now all of the cats are like, what the fuck? I'm going to listen to that later because now I'm, and you want to know something else that I didn't, no, I'm not going to tell you now. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to tell you now. I'll tell you later after the video. All right. So anyway, what happened in this video that I'm going to show you guys, um, the guy that I think had uploaded it, explained it, but he said, for those who are asking what happened in this video, the diver dove without monitoring his ascension rate, which is essential. I, uh, you know, when I was getting trained for that, I remember they were like, you absolutely have to track your ascension rate or something really bad could happen to your ear, your eardrums. They end up either, I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, they end up like exploding. You can hallucinate, st- shit like that happens. So is this like how fast you're going down? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. It's horrible for your eardrums if you don't like take a second every few meters or so. Um, right, yeah, because the there's so much pressure. Yeah, as you're oh. going down, it's more and more and more pressure. So to regulate means that you would take your fingers, put it over your nose, and then push like you're trying to pop like your pop ears. your ears. Okay. Exactly. So he didn't. I guess he didn't do that. Meaning he had no idea how fast he was going down, aside from feeling in the increasing pressure on his eardrums. He also had no vision at all, meaning that he simply had no clue in what direction he was going in the ocean, if at all. For non-divers, oh the lower you go, the less time you have before you absorb too much nitrogen through your skin, which causes you to enter a drunken and even narcotic state. For reference, oh, if you wow. stay at 18 meters depth, you can stay for at least half an hour, whereas 40 meters, you can't stay longer than a few minutes before it gets at dangerous levels. Um, also at 90 meters, the oxygen becomes toxic due to the pressure. You breathe in so many oxygen particles in one breath at that pressure. You actually need to mix in various other gases to counter it. So Yuri, the guy because of like the pressure of like the ox on the oxygen tank. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I'm not super educated on this topic. I have no, I have no idea about this. I don't know. I feel like I probably used to, but not anymore. I just know it's an extremely dangerous thing to not be monitoring how many meters you're going. It's it's exact science or you can end up killing yourself or like permanently damaging yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. So Yuri, who's the guy that ends up passing away, literally got more drunk like as he went down, which probably made him not monitor his descent in the first place. 
on top of the fact that he was busy filming. So in short, he was increasingly drunk-like and very distracted. Then he hit the 90 meters mark at the solid plateau of the um, area in the ocean that he was following. It's called like a blue hole. I don't know. It's a very specific term. Considering no diving school teaches anything past 40 meters, 40 for, 44 if you're rescue diving, imagine that he simply panicked. He knew this was it for him. When you're at 90 meters, your buoyancy is so low because the pressure is so high that unless you have an extremely floatable balloon or vest, you cannot get up. You'd be exhausted before even getting halfway up. On top of that, he has equipment weighing him down tanks, camera, extra batteries, etc. So oh in short, gosh. he went down and had no idea how fucked he was until it was too late. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you can hear at a certain point when he realizes what's um, going on. My stomach is already like so oh, yeah. low right now. Look, can we pause for a second so I can go to the bathroom because absolutely. I don't want to <laughs> no I'm scared. No Oh, it's, it's, it's very unsettling. <laughs> I'm going to cut this part out of the, um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I was thinking, um, for future, like a future podcast, like whether it be the next one or future ones, I think we should do our research into like what Samantha saw and like, yeah come up with theories and like stories from other people that like relate to that and we can like refer back to this episode like if you didn't see the first episode go back and watch that like get some pretext like yes this is so much fun I'm having the time of my life her story sent me oh my god oh I know I'm so glad you know it now because she and I were on the phone one night and she was telling me I mean that was just like the tip of the iceberg she's seen some crazy ass shit and so is her mom um but yeah I have this fear that this thing is not going to record, but I think it is. It's converting my meeting from the last time right now so that I can watch it. It's at 74%, but I just have this fear that it's going to go away. <laughs> oh my God. So I tried recording it on my phone when you started telling your story, Brenna, the first one, and then my yeah. phone died. So I was like, well, if it doesn't fucking record, then oh well, I guess we just had a really good chat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're back on, let's see, screen sharing. Can you guys see this warning? Yes. I <laughs> have to say I understand and wish to proceed. Some people said that they had to confirm their age three times to watch this video. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a pretty long video, so I'm going to kind of skip to different portions, but you'll see. I'm already horrified. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess we really won't be able to like see that much. No, and you can see he's all, you can see he's actually pretty close to the surface at this point. I guess he just yeah. kind of wanted to descend and he was all distracted. He like went straight down. Yeah. See, look, he's going down now. And he's trying to focus on his camera. There's his buddies. They're a little bit lower than him. He ends up going over to where they are into the abyss and just doesn't come back up. Oh my gosh. And I guess so they were just his- like, well, I'm not going to die too. So see ya, buddy. So his buddies must be how this was recovered because they probably sent like a bot down or, you yeah, know, something like happen. that. Yeah, I guess they had to get his body at some point. So something right. probably went down there and picked up everything, which is just awful. Oh my awful. gosh, it's just like open, just open. I know. There's nothing I there. can't deal with that kind of shit that. scares me too. He's just going, he's still going. 
feel like this is just kind of like really reckless and irresponsible. Yeah, it is. It doesn't seem like he's super experienced in the way to like know how far down he is. He should have known these things if he was super experienced. That's what I'm saying. It is extremely difficult to be as certified as I guess he is. So I'm very shocked to see that he was so careless. Um, right. I maybe he was just like overconfident. Like maybe, uh, maybe he was young. I don't know. Yeah. When I got certified, it was extremely difficult. It was like two weeks of training, back to back hours, constantly underwater. So to see that he's doing this without well, really- and you probably have like balloons tied to you and stuff to make sure that like yeah, you have your vest is like it has people go air into it or something. But yeah, it can only do this so much. Once you go down, and I yeah, once you go down too far, it's not going to bring you back up. <laughs> you in, yeah. All right, I'm going to skip wow. ahead. This is when he starts really, really getting too far down. You can see the bubbles going up. Right. Yeah, you can already see how much darker it is now. And it sounds like he's like trying to take a deep breath. I guess Hear him? he's like panicking. Hear him. He said shit. Is he crying? I don't know. Like screaming. It sounds like he's screaming. You'd be surprised at what it really sounds like. You could be like screaming your loudest scream. It's like, have you ever yelled into a cup before? Yeah. Up over your mouth. Imagine it like that with like a tiny little straw hole. Mm. That's yeah. Yeah. So you get the idea, but you literally can hear him like dying and that's just awful. But yeah, in those like little screams, even though it's like kind of muffled and, and short, he sounds terrified. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. He was probably absolutely horrified. I, I do hope, however, that because like it puts you in that like drunken, like high kind of state that hopefully he, you know, maybe he didn't was yeah. suffer as much as like yeah. it would seem. It seemed. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's something I thought of as well, actually, is like if he was kind of dazed hallucinating like hopefully it was like at least semi-peaceful I guess as peaceful as it could have been in that scenario yeah absolutely but yeah all right let me see what's back on the document all right Brenna I think maybe you can read your second story now I'll probably leave when she's done with hers okay all righty sounds good okay So this is a story off of Reddit. It was the same subreddit that I actually read a story off of earlier um, called Mr. Nightmare. Um, And this post is by Nat Peterson 11. um, And it's called Hands on the Window. And I'm going to read it as he wrote it. So as I am in college, I'm on Zoom meetings due to COVID regulations. So this all takes place in my home office. So I guess this is recent, pretty. Um, And he says, 
I was logged on in a Zoom call for my late night class at 6.20 p.m. Yeah, I know it sucks and the class is two hours long. Uh, I was sitting there with my face cam on. No one else was home at the time. I was starting to get bored of the lecture. So every now and then I would sneak on my phone to go on Snapchat and talk to my friends. The lights were off in my office and the room was a bit dark, only lit up by the glow of the computer screen. There's two windows in the office, one on the left side and the other on the back wall that looks out into the front yard. I started looking at my face cam on the side of, of the screens, and then I saw something that gave me chills on my spine. Looking at the video feed, uh, there was, or sorry, looking at the video feed um, of the window in the background facing the front yard, I saw in the face cam video that there were two hands pressed up against the window and a dark patch that looked like the top of a man's head pressed in. I quickly turned my head around to see that there was nothing in the window. As soon as I looked back at the screen, the hands were there again. So I quickly turned on the lights in the office, looking at the video feed on my screen again, and the hands disappeared again. I started to get nervous thinking someone was about to break into my house. Now I was panicking. What if there was really someone there or am I just imagining things? I wasn't sure what I saw, but I still armed myself with my dad's nine millimeter pistol. Uh, I put the gun in one of the desk drawers and shut off the lights again. Class resumed and I was still paying attention to the lecture. Just for my own nervous curiosity's sake, I viewed the I viewed the video feed in the call again, and oh fuck, the hands were back on the window like the person or entity was peeking in again. So against my better judgment, I grabbed the pistol slowly and went out the front door to whoever it was um, that I thought was out there. And I said, I have a gun, I am armed, come out now and stop fucking with me. No one replied. There wasn't even a sound besides the crickets chirping. I walked around the entire perimeter of the house and found no one. First of all, disclaimer, I would have never done that. No, ever in my life would I have done that. Huge mistake. <laughs> That's how the first person dies in the horror movie. Oh, yeah. I read this and I was like, why insane. would you do that? Like insane. I would have shot through the window before I went outside. Exactly (laughs) right. (laughs) Um, Okay, so like he walked around the printer house and then continues like this. Whatever or whoever was there ran off or wasn't ever there at all. With the hair standing on my neck, I went back into the house and my class was over. I shut down the computer and went to sleep after. As I was sleeping, trying to get my mind off of things, I woke up to a noise that sounded like chains being cut, like someone was trying to break into the shed in the back. I crept down the stairs, again, pistol drawn. My dog, who slept in the kitchen, was growling, looking outside into the backyard. With my dog and gun in hand, I quietly opened the sliding door to the backyard, telling my dog to be quiet. Why? You made the same mistake twice. Twice, yes, twice. Now he's gonna involve the dog in this shit. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like that poor dog. 
where the fuck are his like classmates uh, like watching this video like during the lecture and stuff? Ain't nobody gonna be like, holy shit, there's somebody behind you. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably just like looking back like an idiot. They're like, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like everybody in the class just sees him like freaking out. Yeah. Like, Why didn't anyone say anything? I'd be wanting to try and like zoom in and be like, what is he looking at? What is he looking at? <laughs> Oh, goodness. So anyways, he says um, he's quietly opens a sliding glass door telling his dog to be quiet. On the far left corner of the backyard was my shed, which usually had a padlock on it, keeping it closed. The doors were now wide open and the padlock was cut. I quickly turned the yard lights up, up. at about 60% of the yard. I saw a glimpse of him. This tall man dressed in black, crouching down in the bushes. I could make out his black Nike sneakers in the dirt. I yelled at him that I was armed and my dog, who is a lovable pit bull, like a mastiff mix, came outside now, teeth bared and growling. Whoever it was that broke into my shed, I heard him run, climb the fence, and run off into oh the dark. I shrugged this situation off later, which was probably regrettable. I wish I had called called the police, but I didn't because I thought, <laughs> what could they possibly do except make a report? For the first time, that was the most scared I've ever been. Shrugged it that off. Insane. This fuck? dude made so many errors. Yes. He is lucky like, to be alive. Well, <laughs> you yeah. saw the guy. He He's broke like, into your shit. What do you mean? All they're gonna do is report. I'd be like, man, bring the dogs to come yeah. find this dude because he broke into my shed. And first of all, I probably wouldn't even have been. He already gave the person who broke into the shed a warning the first yes. time he walked out of the house and said, I yeah. am armed. He should have just shot the dude. I yeah, mean, I guess that's bad right advice, yeah. but like, mm-hmm. <laughs> listen, if it's your property and you've already told someone that they're trespassing, you have the right to do that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's just, I just shrugged it off. How the hell you go to sleep that's after you see somebody like- outside of your window? That's the part where I'm like, is he even telling the truth? Like, in what world would anybody? Yeah. What the, could they have possibly oh, done besides make a report? Oh my like, god! Like, <laughs> <laughs> it did. Like, um, as soon as he said, like, oh, there was a shed in the backyard. I was like, well, maybe somebody's been like living in his shed or something. That's very. I've heard, the, the heard those were, stories. Like, padlocked until all yeah. of a sudden they were open, and I think I remember like reading the comments on it and um like somebody asked if they had like managed to steal anything and um the guy said he pretty much found everything they had pulled out of the shed like where the man was crouching like abandoned like the dude who was trying to steal the shed trying to steal it like just ran from the pile of whatever was on the ground and he also mentioned something about how he was trying to get like an axe that was like off of his wall but like his shed was so cluttered that he could tell like the guy had trouble getting to the axe that was on the wall right and and someone replied to that comment being like note to self keep shed cluttered yes (laughs) no walkway because imagine if the dude actually managed to swiftly and quickly get the axe and then 
hide back on the perimeter of it would have been a way worse situation and this person was already looking into your home so it's like they were trying to steal things from you they were Mm -hmm. looking into your house they broke into your shed already i can imagine that they would probably want to break into your house as well Yes, because he could have taken the axe and hidden along the side of the house where the man would have came out of his sliding glass door and just, yeah, yeah, got him. (laughs) Fucking crazy. Yeah, that guy made way too many mistakes. And I'm, I'm, I'm so paranoid when it comes to stuff like that, that I do not play. If I think I see somebody outside of my house, I'm going to act like I saw somebody outside of my house. Yeah. I will call the cops and waste their time. I do not care. None Mm -hmm. of the fuck. Like, who does that? There was one time when I was still living with my parents and my neighbor, I didn't know this, but they had a wildlife camera in the woods back behind the house. And I'm laying on the couch in the living room. And we had the blinds open and it's like nine o'clock at night. And all I keep seeing is the flash from the wildlife camera coming into my living room. I thought somebody was in the woods taking pictures of me. I called the cops. Oh, <laughs> and they're like, yes, there's a, there's a wildlife camera up there. And I'm like, well, I'm glad that there's nobody up there taking pictures well, of me. At least right. they called the police. I'm like this guy. Yeah. Honestly. I do not hesitate. <laughs> hesitate. <laughs> I won't hesitate, bitch. Right. <laughs> um, did you have to go or do you want to stick around? Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go because I got to feed the kiddos, okay. including the, the big one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We'll have you yes, on. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yes. Definitely. Just let me know. And thank you for having me. I enjoyed oh, it. It was absolutely. fun. It was a lot of fun. I have more stories. So, Oh, I know. Good. Good. <laughs> happened to that. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. What the fuck? I didn't want to report her. It's asking me if I want to report her. Don't report. Okay. (laughs) Bitch. The fuck? We got more stories. All right. I'm jumping into it. Jump in. Jump in. Jump in. Jump in. I feel like I'm missing one here. Hold on. What is the scariest fact you know? I have an entire file of them. What? Yes. Do you actually? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I sure do. All right, you ready? Yes. I'm just going to speed round these guys. Okay, go for it. If you will die because of murder, there is an 80% chance you already know your killer. Oh, I've heard that one. Because, like, I've also heard the one where it's, like, there's a good chance or, like, a high rate of murders are between, like, spouses or, like, partners and significant others. Which is crazy because you automatically think to yourself, like, oh, when I get murdered or if I get murdered, it's going to be by some random dude on the street. It's like, no, they have no real reason to kill you. I mean, there are some, but it's pretty rare. It's I mean, yes, it it does happen. um, But that is like in the cases of like serial killers, people who are like mentally not okay in the head. But it could like a normal person who's not necessarily unstable could murder someone just based off of like emotional rampage heat of the moment and Uh everything like that 
If you have FFI, fatal familial insomnia, you will experience progressively worsening sleeplessness. Your inability to sleep eventually turns into total insomnia, at which point you'll die. People who have this rare genetic condition will all die. It's inevitable. Give me five seconds. I have to turn something off. People who have this rare genetic condition will all die. It's inevitable. Most people within a year of its onset, scary to think about. Awful. A brain wow. can hit you at any time, anywhere, at any age with next to no warning. Yep. Yes. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. <laughs> Almost done. Then, like maybe twenty more minutes. We only have nine more minutes. So you gotta really speed run these. Shit, shit, shit. All right, I'm gonna end it on a good one, and then I'm gonna jump into my story because I really want to read it. All right, this is a crazy story slash random fact. Um, I'm sure you specifically, Brenna, like you grew up with chickens and mm-hmm. yes. animals and everything. And you know that they ate their young sometimes if they were like, you know, runts or if they were going to die or whatever. But rabbits also eat their babies when they know that they won't survive. And like someone was freaking out about it. And then someone commented and said, well, almost all animals do. In a sense, it's humane. Cats will just leave their sick babies to the wild um, to starve to death, rot to death, or get picked apart by dead bugs. I would take the mom doing the deed of eating me over hours of ants any day. And I agree. Someone said, wow. um, this happened to me when I was a kid. I had a cat. I came downstairs one morning and was super excited to see our cat had kittens. So I was checking them out and petting them when I made the horrifying discovery that one of the kittens was just a head. The mom must have started eating it and left the head. The other kittens were fine. I also had one kitten abandoned by a stray mama cat outside of our house. So we brought to our cat to see if she would take care of it. She had her own kittens and she ended up slicing its throat and it bled out. It was an awful experience. Yeah, I know. I thought the he- like finding a fucking kitten's head was fucking crazy. Like imagine that's like, crazy. Oh, and then like you're like, oh my god. Honestly, I feel like if I had seen that, like especially as a kid, like my first thought would have been like birth defect. Like it was literally born just a head. Oh, I would have been flipping out though. That's yeah, disturbing. All right. Yeah. We're gonna close out this podcast tonight since it's been we've been we've been recording for like close to two hours. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Close think to it, it has been a great episode. I've I've enjoyed this thoroughly. Um I really, really am into the search and rescue section of Reddit. And then there's this very specific, like 10 part series that I absolutely love reading. If anybody is ever interested, it's on Reddit. I can send you the link to the master list of stories, but I'm going to read the first part. I wasn't sure where else to post these stories. So I figured I'd share them here. I've been a search and rescue officer for a few years now. And along the way, I've seen some things that I think you guys will be interested in. I have a pretty good track record for finding missing people. Most of the time, they just wander off the path, slip down a small cliff, and they can't find their way back. The majority of them have heard the old stay where you are thing, and they don't wander far. But I've had two cases where that didn't happen. Both bother me a lot. And I use that motivation to search even harder on the missing persons cases I get called on. 
The first was a little boy who was out berry picking with his parents. He and his sister were together and both of them went missing at around the same time. Their parents lost sight of them for a few seconds and in that time, both the kids apparently wandered off. When their parents couldn't find them, they called us and we came out to search the area. We found the daughter pretty quickly and when we asked where her brother was, she told us that he'd been taken away by the bear man. She said he what? Yeah. She said he gave her berries and told her to stay quiet, that he wanted to play with her brother for a while. The last oh time my she God. saw her brother, he was riding on the shoulders of the bear man and seemed calm. Of course, our first thought was abduction, but we've never found a trace of another human being in that area. The little girl was also very insistent that he was not a normal man, but he that he was just tall and covered in hair like a bear. My first thought is Bigfoot. <laughs> but Bigfoot can't talk. At least that's, I don't know. Like I've always just assumed. Yeah. Um, she was very insistent that he looked like a bear and that he had a weird face. He was covered in hair. We searched the area for weeks. It was one of the longest calls that I've ever been on, but we never found a single trace of that little boy. The other was a young woman who was out hiking with her mom and grandfather. According to the mother, her daughter had climbed up a tree to get a better view of the forest and she'd never come back down. They, they waited at the base of the tree for hours calling her name and before or, or before they called for help again we searched everywhere and we never found a trace of her and i have no idea where she could possibly have gone because neither her mother or her grandfather saw her come down from the tree so she literally climbed up a tree and just didn't come back down that's literally wait how old was this girl that climbed the tree doesn't say what on earth okay both of those stories for one my heart breaks for the little boy that got uh, abducted I don't know how old the little girl was but this could have been like a homeless man it could have just been like yeah. a weird looking dude who abducted this kid that right. is horrible right the second one I'm almost wondering if the mother and the grandpa were up to something there because there's my like, guess yeah because like that, that makes no sense if, like okay these trees could have been really big that potentially when she got like high enough up they lost sight of her but like there's also hearing like I grew up like climbing trees with my brothers and stuff and even if you lost sight of somebody you could still hear them rustling through the branches because most of the time the trees are close enough to where like if they're standing on a branch it's rubbing against other branches the other leaves you hear it yeah so like at what point did the noise stop you know like were these was the mother and grandpa ever looked into as like being know. fucking insane? Like, doesn't say. I that's a good. Honestly, that's a really good theory. You know, they probably came out there to like fucking kill her and bury her or something, and we're like, she went up the tree and not come down. What happened? And then like the search and rescue officer is like, good idea. Sure, but that's also also what blows my mind. There is like, give me five seconds. They, I'm going to start this over by Joey. Okay. Please be quiet. Please. Seriously, I have like 10 minutes left. Okay. There's <laughs> wrinkling paper in there. <laughs> um, but like my only other thought is like if the mother and the grandpa like were really up to something why was their first thought oh we can totally get away with this if we just say she went up the tree and never came back down
Hi, do you have a crazy ass story that you just want to share with everyone that you know? Because if so, we have the place to do it. DM either Brenna or I on our Instagrams linked in the bio below, or you could email us at hello.spook33 at gmail.com. Your interview can be anonymous, it can be in person, it can be over Zoom or over phone. We could read your stories. It's completely up to you. Just email us or DM us to let us know. Leave me straight up cliffs, not mm-hmm. hills, not even rock faces, just straight sheer cliffs with no possible handholds. It's always baffling. And in those cases, we usually find the person on the other side of the cliff or miles away from where the canine had led us. Um, I'm sure there's an explanation, but it's sort of strange. Another particularly sad case involved the recovery of a body. A nine-year-old girl fell down an embankment and got impaled on a dead tree. It was a complete freak accident, but I'll never forget the sound her mother made when we told her what had happened. She saw the body bag being loaded into the ambulance, and she let out the most haunting, heartbroken wail I have ever heard. It was like her whole life was crashing down around her. And a part of her dad and a part of her had died with her daughter. I heard from crashing or what? I heard from another SAR officer, search and rescue officer, that she killed herself a few weeks after it had happened. Oh my gosh. The loss of her daughter. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I get it. I can't imagine. So I was, all right, another story. I was teamed up with another search and rescue officer because we'd received reports of bears in the area. We were looking for a guy who hadn't come home from a climbing trip when he was supposed to, and we ended up having to do some serious climbing to get to where we figured he'd be. We found him trapped in a small crevice with a broken leg. It was not pleasant. He'd been there for almost two days, and his leg was very obviously infected. Mm -hmm. We were able to get him into a chopper, and I heard from one of the EMTs that the guy was absolutely inconsolable. He kept talking about how he'd been doing fine and then when he'd gotten to the top of the hill a man had been there he said he he said the guy had no climbing equipment and he was wearing a parka and ski pants he walked up to the guy and when the guy turned around he had no face it was just blank he freaked out and ended up trying to get off the mountain way too fast because he was so scared which is why he had fallen He said he could hear the guy all night climbing down the mountain and letting out these horrible muffled screams. The story bothered the hell out of me, and I'm so glad that I was not there to hear it. Okay, I hate that. I hate everything about that particular story. Like, that is horrifying. See, this is why I love people that go, like, deep into the woods and see some crazy shit. Because I can remember growing up and walking around in the woods for hours, and I would see Mm -hmm. things, and I would just be like, oh, yeah. Like, I would consider it completely normal as a child, but, like, growing up, like, and being an adult now, and if I had seen the things that I feel like I saw when I was younger, I would be like, what the fuck? And I can't quite remember what I saw because I considered it so normal. I don't know. Yeah. fascinating to me. Um, 
one of the scariest things I've ever had happen to me involved the search for a young woman who'd gotten separated from her hiking group. We were out until late at night because the dogs had picked up her scent. We, when we found her, she was curled up under a large rotted log. She was missing her shoes and her pack, and she was clearly in shock. She didn't have any injuries, and we were able to get her to walk with us back to base ops. Along huh. with looking behind us and asking why that big man with black eyes was following us. Oh, my God. See anyone, so we just wrote it off as some weird symptom of shock. But the closer we got to the base, the more agitated this woman got. She kept asking me to tell him to stop making faces at her. At one point, she stopped and turned around and started yelling into the forest, saying that she wanted him to leave her alone. She wasn't going to go with him, she said, and she wouldn't give us to him. We finally got her to keep moving, but we started hearing these weird noises coming from all around us. It was almost like coughing, but more rhythmic and deeper. It was almost insect-like. I don't really oh know how God. else to describe it. When we were within sight of base ops, the woman turns to me and her eyes are about as wide as I can imagine a human could open them. She touches my shoulder and says, he needs to tell you to speed up. He doesn't like looking at the scar on your neck. I have a very small scar on the base of my neck, but it's mostly hidden under my collar. And I have no idea how this woman saw it. Right after she says it, I hear that weird coughing right in my ear and I just about jumped out of my skin. I hustled her to ops trying not to show how freaked out I was, but I have to say I was really happy when we left the area that night. That is horrifying. I, I, that so was, that story started just by like they were out trying to find this girl who got separated and they just found her under a rotted log. A log yeah. And then all of a sudden, this there's some dude following her and is trying to talk her into giving the group of guys to him, I guess. And it's just, wow, that one's probably my favorite one out of this one. Oh, this that one gave last, me chills. Oh yeah, this is the last one that I'll tell, and this is where we'll finish our podcast. It's probably the weirdest story I have. Now I don't know if this is true in every search and rescue unit, but in mine. It's sort of an, an unspoken, regular thing we run into. You can try asking about it with other search and rescue officers, but even if they know what you're talking about, they probably won't say anything. We've been told to not talk about it by our superiors. And at this point, we've all gotten so used to it that it doesn't even seem weird anymore. On just about every case where we're really far into the wilderness, and I'm talking 30 or 40 miles at some point, Wow. You will find a staircase in the middle of the woods. It's almost like if you took the stairs in your house, cut and pasted them out, and then put them in the forest. I asked about it the first time I saw some, and the other officer just told me not to worry about it, that it was normal. And then everyone I've ever asked since then said the same thing. I wanted to go check them out, but I was told very empathetically that I should never go near any of them. I just sort of ignore them now when I run into them because it happens so frequently. I have a lot more stories and I suppose if anyone's interested, I'll tell them tomorrow. If anyone has any theories about the stairs or if you've seen them too, let me know. Part two is up, share next week, question mark. It's up to you guys. 
I love that series. Wow. I have read it okay. countless times. So that one's interesting to me because I like hearing you read that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't remember a specific instance, but I almost feel like I have seen like a short, like three step of stairs mm-hmm. in the woods on mm-hmm. so many occasions. That's just like normal to me. Yeah. I think growing up and playing in the woods, especially because like we weren't 30 or 40 miles out from everything. I just assumed that it was like a house was there, but that is very strange. Like I never really thought about it because like you would definitely see debris from a house, a foundation from a house, especially if the stairs are still there, then a concrete foundation would still be there too. So why are these stairs in the woods? Isn't it crazy? And he goes on to continue more about the stairs and the woods and whatever in different stories that people have had, different search and rescue officers that have actually climbed up the steps and have experienced things like wooziness or going into a different dimension kind of feeling. And feeling really? Like in a different world, a different, like, I don't know. Wow. Oh. I'd be more interested in hearing a lot about that, if I'm honest with you. I agree. But I think we should end it up here. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast. I can't wait to be doing the doing this more in October, I guess. This is a really yes. fun episode to be kicking off the series with, in my opinion. Did you have fun? I had a lot of fun. Like that was definitely like interesting. I really, really enjoyed Samantha's story. Um, and I'm very excited to have more guests on here and have more like personal stories. Like I love these Reddit stories, but what Samantha said was right. Like something just strikes you when it's coming from somebody's mouth talking to you about their personal experience. Definitely. So with that being said, I guess I should put it out there. If you guys have any true, we really request that it be true. Um, stories that you've experienced. It doesn't have to be paranormal. It can be really anything. It can be a near-death experience, you know, anything that you've experienced that does not really match up with normal day-to-day life. We would love to hear it. More details, the better. Um, We can do anonymous. We can do it non-anonymous. It's up Mm -hmm. to you. Um, You can change the names of the people in your story. It's completely up to you. We promise you complete confidentiality. Um, But yeah, go ahead and DM one of us and we can set up an interview with you the month of October. Um, But yeah, I guess that's it for now, guys. Say spooky. What should be our our thing? Not that. Uh, (laughs) What was it that Joey said the other day? Bad spook energy. What did he say? No, he said... um, Hot hot ghoul hot shit. Hot ghoul shit. Yeah, that's what he said. Hot ghoul shit. This has been two ghouls minus the cup. Bye. (laughs) Stop it, man. Stop it.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Two Ghouls. Your listenership is the reason we're able to do this. If you enjoyed today's episode, we hope you'll follow the link in my Instagram account at hello.spooky and support our podcast for as little as 99 cents a month. Anything helps to better this podcast, really get this show off the ground, and provides us the financial means to bring you, the listener, even better content each week. Thanks so much for your listenership and patronage. See you next week.